Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 239. Tonight, Matt and Doug get together and talk about taking lessons online and in person. They discuss their experience with in-person educators as well as online and the resources that have been enjoyable and worked well for them. Enjoy the show. Hey, yo, good morning. Yo, good morning. Checkity, check, check. How is my audio? Uh, It's very good. You're very loud and proud this morning. (laughs) Loud and proud. And mine? Same as always. All right. Very good. I have consistency. You have consistency. (laughs) You have the con, Mr. Sulu. (laughs) How's it going? Really good. Fantastic. I love Saturday mornings. Yeah, Saturday morning is a good time to do this. I think it's, I mean, everything. Like, Saturdays have, have become my most productive, like, day of the week for all kinds of stuff. Oh, nice. I'm not sure I can say the same, but it's, uh... It's definitely one of my favorite days of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I was tired last night, so I went to bed pretty early. And which means I don't like, if I go to bed earlier, I don't sleep longer. I just get up earlier, you know? Yeah, same. And so, yeah, so I was up at 530 and hit the ground running, man. So All right, on Website updates. Got my books done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I usually like to do that stuff on Sunday morning. Oh, do you? Yeah, for whatever reason. Saturday morning, I, I do a little more productive stuff, like, I don't know, you know, reading, taking classes, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be practicing today. That's really what my plan is today. It's kind of rainy seen, out, so I don't have any yard work to do. Raining? Rain, yeah. What What's that? What What is that? <laughs> we, don't, we don't get that out here anymore. No, yeah, no you guys get fires. That's we, right. We get rain, so... <laughs> Although it's supposed to be coming in a couple of weeks, they say. Um, but so you're you're playing your new uh, your new bass, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's fun. So it's what a. What is it? A six string? Yeah, it's a six string bass. It's a. So it's a guitar. <laughs> a six string bass guitar. <laughs> and I've never. This is my first bass. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I didn't never know that. never had a bass before. Oh, and you went right for a six string. Uh, yeah, why, why the hell not? I mean, what do I want to spend money and then graduate up to it? You know, so <laughs> <laughs> right, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's probably the only bass I'll ever buy, and I just thought, you know, uh, I'll go for the extended range. And worst case scenario, I play the middle four strings. You know, mm-hmm. so <laughs> so is the low one? Did you drop that down to B or C? Yeah, yeah, it came tuned to guitar uh, with. Um, uh, the lowest string tuned to E1. Oh, really? And and then, yeah, and tuned in guitar tuning. And I played it like that uh, one evening, and I was like, well, it's just kind of weird. Uh, so I, um, I went ahead and, and tuned it standard, which adds the, um, the, um, the low B right. and a high C. And, oh, okay. And it's kind of neat, you know? I mean... Different than guitar, we don't have the the third interval tuning for the B string, mm-hmm. and so it, you know it's just uh, kind of like what it's it's straight fourths all the way across, which is kind of neat because you know that's a uh, that's actually a 
straight fourth tuning is something I had considered on doing on guitar uh, before too. But it's just kind of hard to transition to that when you've done it for so long, you know? Right, but, right. Yeah, I play my bass in drop D. Um, I just like that low depth. But if I if I went lower than D, I think it would get a little floppy. Yeah, it's a it's a twenty four fret bass that I have. Okay, is it uh, a four string or five? Yeah, or? it's a four string. Okay, you know, it's a normal bass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I really like it. It's not an expensive bass. I bought it used. It's uh, it's an Ibanez uh, GIO series. Which is their introductory base, but the guy that owned it before me did some really cool mods to it, and it's no longer active pickups. He, those pickups from Ibanez that ship with the guitar can actually be converted to passive, okay. and and so he he did because the I guess the impetus for doing that was the the preamp that is built in mm-hmm. to the uh, to the guitar. That's a a low end preamp only and, and it wasn't working anymore. I see. And he said, rather than trying to replace a pick, I'm sorry, the, the preamp and stuff that, uh, he just wanted to, to wire. And this is like a kind of a, uh, like a precision jazz bass wiring now. And the, the way it works is he's got a toggle switch built into it that switches the pickups between parallel and series. And then when in series, one of the tone controls is disabled and the other tone control is for both of them, which, which makes sense. And then uh, when it's in parallel, each tone control controls the pickups independently. And then there's just a master volume control for the whole thing. You know, I had a, I had a, I had a bass with active pickups and I just didn't, I didn't like it as much as the passive sound. I mean, and guitars is cool, but in bass, I don't know. Yeah, I've had both on guitar, and I, I do, I like active pickups a lot, and I like the quietness of active, active pickups. Oh, okay. Because you know, there's, there's really, there's, there's never any hum or anything like that. You know, even with the humbucker, you still get some noise in there, but the, you mm-hmm. know, like the EMGs and, and stuff, they're they're really quiet, and I like that for recording. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, practice today. I am taking some lessons and No, I was gonna ask. So since you're it's your first base, are you taking any bass lessons? Like yeah, yeah. Online? You know, I've got I'm taking some online lessons and <laughs> and uh actually not like directly in real time with a uh with a teacher, uh, which I have done in the past. I haven't had an in-person lesson in decades, but uh I have taken Lots of lessons online, Zoom, Skype meeting lessons, yeah, with other musicians and uh, and teachers. But I I have a a pro account to an online video lesson library, and okay. it's filled with fantastic musicians, and it's all guitar bass. And so anyway, it uh, I've been. I think I got that back in beginning of June or something like that. Cause I was at the time deciding whether I was going to take more in-person lessons or not. And I thought oh, I'm, gonna, right. I'm going rather than putting my money into the online lessons. And actually I, before that I had joined some Patreon groups of like jazz guitar lessons and stuff like that. And the, 
which was really cool, but the quantity of material was staggering and confusing. And I find that too. And I, I didn't, I was like, I don't even know where to begin. You know, I mean, I can't, I want to learn a concept, but I don't know where, you know, in this vast library of information to start. So I was like, I canceled that subscription. And then I was like, what am I going to do with this money? You know, cause I, I just have a, I have a budget, a monthly, like, like learning budget. And okay. that's smart. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do with my budget? So I, I bought a year of it's true fire is who I use. Okay. Yeah. And I, I really like them. I, I've tried lick library and stuff, which I do like too. Don't get me wrong. So I had taken a couple free courses on true fire before. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. And then the way it's laid out and, they do these like anywhere between one and four minute videos on really small chunks of information. Oh, that sounds good. And I like it a lot. And so you can run through and, and work on five things in a day that are all related to each other. It's just one building on top of each other, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I like, I just, it makes sense to me and it's, and it's fun. It's easy. It's easy to pick up. I got it on my, on my phone or my computer, my iPad, wherever I happen to be. So uh, it's working out really well. Have you ever, do you take any lessons or are you into that kind of thing? Yeah. You know, and I was, I was thinking as you're talking, I've, I've only taken in-person lessons twice. Once was many years ago. I took drum lessons um, back when I was uh, drumming and, and learning on my own and then decided I needed a, a drum teacher. And so I took drum lessons there for a while. Um, and then much later, much more recently, I took vocal lessons in person, um, when my kids were in high school and I felt, you know, I, I need to, well, it was after that, it was after that sinus surgery and I knew that I needed to relearn how to sing. Um, I took vocal lessons for the better part of a year and then I, and then I stopped because, um, frankly, I didn't, I didn't have enough time in my schedule to, to do right by my homework for that, for that, you know, every, every time I was like, Hey, go work on this, go work on that. And, um, because I didn't have enough, I didn't give it enough time to, to, to do my own work on my own side, on my, on my, on my own time. I felt like I, it wasn't worth continuing the lessons, but um, as far as online lessons, it's interesting that you mentioned that about the confusing because I've taken a whole bunch of different online lessons. I've taken stuff through Masterclass, which I enjoyed, um, although some of those classes are better than others. I've taken um, online, uh, like a musician development course with uh, Carrie Cole, which I liked a lot. That was a lot of information. Um, at least that one was presented sequentially. I've taken uh, online guitar courses, some of which, as you say, are can be overwhelming and confusing. And, um, that's that true fire in the little chunks. That sounds, that sounds very manageable because sometimes when you have an online course, as opposed to a teacher, it's not targeted necessarily to you and what you want to learn and how you go about learning. When you have a teacher who's teaching you individually, they can tailor the lessons to what you want to know and where your ability is. And where you want to go from there, whereas an online course, when it's kind of at your own pace, you know, it can be a little hit and miss and it can be confusing and it can be frustrating. So it's, it is interesting to shop around and kind of find which one suits your style and personality and your kind of time to put into it. Right, right. Do you have any 
you mentioned some of the um, the teachers. Now, are these people that you selected because of a particular reason that you like to listen to them, or you, you enjoy their music, or what drew you to those particular? Oh, you mean like courses? in the master class? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I kind of they they have it by category. They used to have less to choose from. So, like, if you wanted to uh, to learn singing. The only choice was like Christina Aguilera. And uh, I didn't take that one. I'm like, there's no way I can learn how to sing anywhere like Christina Aguilera. Um, <laughs> but then like you think about guitar courses. Well, now they have Santana and they have um, Tom Morello and um, probably a couple others. And then there's songwriting and producing. And I also took other stuff too, like voiceover and uh, you know negotiating. The, the cool thing about masterclass is if you get a subscription – you just the whole palette opens up and you can take courses on anything and they can kind of enhance your <laughs> enhance your life in unexpected ways but you know not everybody's a teacher even though those are well produced but to to circle back and answer your your question i i kind of went by category and then i drilled down to who i thought um would be teaching something along the lines of of what i'm interested in who i'm interested in my style I think that answered your question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I really enjoyed the Tom Morello one, although I didn't. Yeah, I remember you talking about that before. I didn't re- I didn't le- necessarily learn how to play guitar better, but I was really fascinated for, uh, to listen to him explaining how he got to uh, be a guitarist and how he developed his own style. That, that was fascinating to me. Um, and then the Santana one, uh, that was more about teaching you how to play guitar, but it's kind of like teaching you how to play guitar the way he plays guitar and the way he learned how to play guitar and that may or may not be up your alley you know what i mean yeah yeah i'm just like looking through the educators list on truefire Mm -hmm. definitely not a sponsored post here but (laughs) i just think that it's really incredible yeah i mean there's hundreds of educators and it's like there's tim pierce and mike stern oh i love to you know yeah steve vai's got stuff on here there's a, a guy by the name of Frank Vignola, who's a jazz, gypsy jazz player. Just amazing. Did I say Larry Carlton? No. Larry Carlton's on here. Really? You know, Stu Ham for bass. Oh, okay. And there was one that I was, I've got one, a long standing uh, set of lessons I've been taking. Oh, gosh. Let's see. Who else did I just see there? Oh, well. Yeah. I am still signed up with Guitar Zoom with Steve Stein. He's a really good teacher. Oh yeah, but, yeah. And, and and he's a very I mean he's a really good teacher. He's great at explaining stuff. Um but it it can be I don't know, I don't it's it's, it's sometimes I almost feel dyslexic when I'm trying to learn something from a video. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. wait, where do I put my fingers? Wait, what are you <laughs> doing here? <laughs> and it's hard when you're playing a video because you're using both hands playing guitar, right? Yeah. And if you want to pause or rewind or something, you have to stop what you're doing, reach over and pause and rewind. If you're like doing a singing lesson, your hands are free, right? right. So it's different to stop or whatever. It's, I don't know, it can be a, it can be a whole thing into itself. Maybe my expectations are too high of myself <laughs> for getting something on the first take. Oh, gosh, I just uh, found Tommy Emanuel's on here. I don't know him. Oh, my goodness gracious, dude. You've got to go just uh, after the show. Just go Google Tommy Emanuel on YouTube. Um, You'll get blown away. I mean, amazing. Acoustic guitar. 
mm-hmm. finger style guy. Okay. And is can rip it like nobody you've ever heard before. Huh. Yeah. Uh oh gosh, uh Dweezil Zappa. Oh, I like him. Tony Franklin on bass. Wow. Yeah. This sounds like a quite a collection. Man. So definitely not selling for True Fire. I, I'm just telling you that I'm I think it's enjoying pretty, it. Yeah, definitely. It's really cool. Yeah. And they, it's got a lot of stuff and the way it's organized. So I guess for me, it would be a recommendation to check out. If you know, listeners, if you're kind of thinking about, hey, what am I gonna want to do some online lessons or something? In my experience, this is the best resource that I've found for online video lessons that are not in person. Well, I'm going to check it out, um, even though that's not it, guitar is not really my focus right now. I'm I'm actually in the middle of a of a year long um, singing course. <laughs> yeah, actually, they have a lot more than bass and guitars. My mistake there. It was just because that's all I've searched for. But they've got, gosh, uh, ukulele, banjo, dobro, mandolin, harp, guitar, hmm. harmonica, drums, saxophone, keyboard, and violin lessons. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. So you're you're down with online lessons that aren't uh, a Skype or, or individual teacher. Yeah. It's totally at your own pace. And mm-hmm. um, you don't have to set up an appointment. And it's just pretty easy. I do like one-on-one lessons. Actually, I was taking some one-on-one lessons about six years ago. So last time, it wasn't decades ago. It was about six years ago. Oh, okay. In person. and Guitar lessons, right? Yeah. 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 And that's actually, I was taking those from a, a longtime friend going back into the 80s, who's a, just an oh, ama- wow. amazing guitar player. I've taken, he kind of got me started playing guitar and I've, I've learned from him all along the way. Right on. But yeah, and I was taking some really good dudes, uh, doing some Skype lessons and stuff like that. I probably have uh, taken lessons from uh, four or five different uh, individuals online. Oh, I did do a one-day-based clinic with Angeline Saris, our local um, music store, Bananas at Large uh, in San Rafael. They, um, they have clinics, although I don't think they've had them uh, as much since COVID. but. You can go down there, pay 25 bucks and go sit in there with a small group of people and get a semi-personalized lesson. Yeah, that's cool. I always wanted to do like, you know, they call them master classes now. They they didn't really call them that a long time ago, you know, but you'd have like a professional musician in and you'd have um, a small theater seating Mm -hmm. and everybody come in and then there'd be a, there'd be a presentation and music and discussion. And Q and A time, things like that. And but you know that's been that has definitely been decades ago since I've done anything like that. Right. But it's neat when you you know these people that these amazing musicians when you get a chance to study with them or even in video lessons, you kind of get a sense of coming back to realism that these are just people. Right. And, you know, when you're kind of detached from that and you're listening to them on their, on their work, on album and stuff like that, tend to set these people up so high. Right. Um, and it's nice. It's not that you're pulling them down or anything. It's just that it's a realization that, hey, they're, they're just like you or me. They just have to be really good at something, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, uh, and I think that's always kind of a... A nice refreshing reminder that anybody can 
do it with enough work, you know? Yeah, I agree that's fun. I feel like the the one that leaps to mind when you mention that is Tim Pierce, who he, he, he just makes a lot. I mean, he has his own masterclass course that you can sign up for, but he also produces a ton of free content, and it's all super relatable. He just seems like a friendly guy teaching you stuff or yeah. telling you stuff. And, and in fact, he's one of the first people at his level that's humble enough to talk about how he has trouble learning things and how he makes mistakes and how something was difficult for him and he overcame it. I mean, he's really relatable. Yeah. I saw him with uh, Paul Reed Smith. And, Did you? Um, they were on stage at Gear Fest, what, three or four years ago. And uh, those guys were funny. And they were talking about their sessions and, you know, uh, um, real challenging times or when they really screwed up and and made it look good and <laughs> and stuff like that. But uh, it was real enjoyable. That's cool. You know, going back to what you said a minute ago about um, learning at your own pace with the video lessons, I find that can be a, you know, a double-edged sword. Like, it's great that, oh, okay, I don't have time to do this, so I'll just you know, come back to this when I have time. But the flip side of that is like, if you, if there's no deadline, then you have to be kind of managing your own practice schedule uh, and and being diligent about, okay, I should, you know, get this down before I move on and not try to bite off. Because when you're overwhelmed with all of this, you know, all of these different lessons you can take, um, but that's not how learning works, right? You have to, you have to get it in your fingers. You have to play it over and over before you get your fingers have to learn it then you have to move on and if you get over i mean that's that's been my one of my issues with online stuff is like there's just so much to learn all at once right in front of you and you want to take a little bit of this and a little bit of that but that's not how you yeah. actually learn guitar you have to do it until you get it and then yeah you to the well next thing. that's what i like about the courses I, there's 65 videos in the course i'm currently taking for bass and it's uh it's a stew ham course and actually, I'm doing a couple of them, so it's actually maybe double that, because I'm doing a like a slap course and oh, no, slap bass. Yeah, I always wanted to be able to do that, and uh, and then the uh, thumb and finger style, and because I was like, you know, the first thing he says is that you need to master each one of these before you move on to the next, and. Whatever time that takes is what time it takes. There's no right. competition. And and we're talking about a one to five minute video lesson for each one of these. And so you've got like a lesson of quarter notes on different strings and it and it's uh, 16 bars. And that's the lesson, you know, working on technique and time and with the... And relaxing and all these things he's he's going into and and not to move on until you're nailing it. Then go to the next lesson. So it's pretty clear cut that what's the first thing I did? I didn't I didn't do any of them. I just went through and watched all of them. Oh, okay. Just to get an idea of what the whole course was about. And definitely there's a uh, performance. All these uh most of these, I guess, videos have like a performance section in them as well, where right. where they've They've written a, a song for the for the course, and then they teach you how to play it. And, and obviously, it's advanced, you know. And it, and the song that you you learn for performance is includes all of the techniques and concepts that you learn throughout the course. Oh, uh, okay. So, which is a really it's like the it's like the capstone on mm-hmm. at the course. You know, it's really cool. 
there's there's that to look forward to when you get go through all the materials that you're you're going to leave with everything that you learned in the course plus a new song that you've learned and then everything that you can take you know when you write a song or you learn a new song there's like stuff then that comes out of that that helps you write more stuff you know what i mean right you know right. i mean there's a, a i've got this this lick that came out of this other song and if I do this to it and whatever, you know, gosh, it's, I can just kind of twist that. And that's a, a whole new idea. Right. That's what I really like is, is, you know, you take these things and you get these, these licks and grooves and things and you can begin to use them and kind of yeah, make fun. them your own, you know? Well, that sounds super well organized. That not necessarily, that hasn't necessarily been my experience where they say, Hey, master this before you move on to the next thing. Oh, um, and yes. I like the sound of the kind of really short five minute or less chunks because that's about how much I can handle before my yeah. attention wanders or my frustration builds. You know, and to be honest with you, uh, you know, that five minute video ends up equaling about a one hour practice session. Right. So just take it as you can go. But I think in any case, you've got to have your own personal motivation and your own, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you got to keep yourself in line. Yeah. And discipline. Discipline. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so you, you do need, that's a, that's a quality that I think is important to have on a daily basis. But whether or not that happens at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m., you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> that's the flexibility I like to be able to work it out. That's true. That's a good point. Because it's your own practice schedule. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. now my mind is, you know, kind of reeling. Yeah, my um, my 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 kind of trap that I fall into is, uh, you know, I, I I want everything all at once, and I want to do everything all at once, and so, um, that's not how music works. Yeah, you know, I definitely <laughs> would recommend don't skip to the end and try to take on the performance, you know, if you're not prepared for it because it'll just bring you down to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know? that's not how I think. How I think is like, oh. Hey, I'm going to take some guitar lessons and some bass lessons, and you know what? Now's a good time to pick up harmonica, yeah. and um, I'll do this on top of the singing lessons that I'm already taking while I'm still um, doing regular <laughs> practice sessions to uh, hone my chops at mixing and mastering um, and work on client work. <laughs> yeah, no, that, <laughs> it doesn't work. We didn't even talk about that. And uh, how about do you do any lessons or online stuff for for mixing and mastering? I used to. I used to, but now I'm at a point where I look for stuff only when I want to learn something specific. Okay. Um, there is a rabbit hole you can fall down where you, instead of doing a thing, you learn about a thing to the point where the learning becomes procrastination, <laughs> so yeah. you don't have to dive in. Um, and that, that can be true. That's not necessarily true of, say, you know, learning how to play guitar because you're the top of your, you know, the, the peak of your ability is the peak of your ability until you stretch that peak and, and, and build on it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I've been, you know, mixing and mastering for like a decade now. So there's not, I don't need any more foundational stuff. Yeah. I just need, you know, if I want to learn how to do side chaining better, or if I want to learn how to, you know, unlock the secrets of this plugin I just bought, that's when I, that's when I go to online. Um, other than that, it's, it's, I'm at the point where I'll just, you know, download some if i'm if i don't have client work i'll download some tracks and uh you know time myself to see how quickly i can get to a, a static mix and then 
um, start trying out different uh, techniques or routing techniques or plugins or just, you know what, just like experimenting and just like training myself to do things better. Yeah. You know, I know both you, both you and I have kind of a similar path from there. And I know we both use the, the Cambridge site for mm-hmm. resources. So, cause one of the problems for mixing and mastering is having material to work with to practice. Right. And the Cambridge site was really great for that. And yeah, that's Mike Senior's uh, yeah, down yep. curated site of um, tracks to master. And uh, yeah, I didn't even know for a long time that he had that there were not only um, mixed mix stems for mixing, but um, full mixes for mastering. Yeah, yeah, and then also like produce like a pro, and which was a a, a great resource. And and you've got fairly fresh tracks that to mix. Uh, they're coming out with new stuff you know, quite often. I'm not actually mm-hmm. a member anymore, but I, yeah, I'm not either. I but still it's hang a, out with it's a great group. resource. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same. And there's plenty of free content. You don't have to be a member, but the members get, um, additional perks like yeah. uh, exclusive tracks to mix and exclusive, um, feedback. Um, and it, it's a nice community. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, did you ever get a, um, any of your mixes reviewed on there? I did get, I did get one reviewed and, um, it was a, it was a short song and um unfortunately it wasn't it wasn't it didn't have enough uh that needed to be said about it so i didn't get a lot of feedback. <laughs> uh, i was hoping for something yeah um but um yeah they, they just had some nice things to say about it and, cool uh yeah i had one review too it was a lot of fun and he was like whoa those toms because <laughs> i was really pushing him yeah and uh, he's like at first, he's like, "Whoa, that's really great! Wow, they're really powerful." He's like, and then it t- kind of turned into, "You might want to back off on those toms a little bit." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. yeah. Toms are toms are a funny one. They can either be like you want them to to make themselves known, but you don't want them to call so much attention to themselves. Yeah, to make you go, "Whoa!" Well, I had like <laughs> Blitzkrieg carpet bombing in my head when I mixed that, you know. So it was like I was going for it. <laughs> Uh, the one that the one that I did was mostly about vocal blending. Um, you know how he likes Queen so much. It was oh, yeah. kind of a Queen style thing. That was a lot of yeah. It was a lot of uh, I did a lot of you know spatial panning to to make it real, like a wall of sound of of vocals. It was neat. the The most fun about about those lives was uh, hanging out in the YouTube chat with all the other people and just like you know, talking about, you know, favorite plugins or yeah. how you do something differently or whatever. And it was interesting to, to catch how much was based on taste, you know, like somebody would go, Oh, those drums are too loud. Somebody else would go, Oh yeah, those drums are perfect. And somebody would go, Oh, you know, I'd bring up the kick a little bit. Oh, I'd bring down the snare a little bit. It's just, yeah. it was interesting. It's just like a live chat, how everybody would do something just a little bit differently. Sure. And that's, I mean, everybody's unique in the way they do it and what they hear and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and then there's, we're listening on YouTube guys, you know, right. and uh, <laughs> that was the other part of it. <laughs> Everybody's kind of like, well, what headphones are you listening on? Maybe your headphones are great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then all of it is like, well, by the way, this is all streaming through YouTube. So yeah. maybe we're not getting the full studio experience. Yeah. Yet. I just uh, gave you an entire critique on your mix from my iPhone speaker, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> So listeners, I like your idea. I like your idea of having a monthly learning budget. I think that everybody oh. should 
should kind of um, set aside money and time for to dedicated to learning, dedicated to bettering yourself and your craft. Yeah, that it's craft a, that's is. my investment in myself. You know, I'm worth that to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good that you you think that and you know that and that you prioritize that. I think that's admirable. I never really think of it in terms of that, but I mean, I'm, I mean, I cannot remember a time in the last decade that I wasn't either in enrolled in actively taking at least one class or, um, actively seeking out, you know, more knowledge either uh, on my own or through, or through videos, if not in a structured class. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's all the stuff that goes in the middle too. I mean, sitting on YouTube for an hour, you know, checking mm -hmm. out guitar videos or, you know, just whatever that happens to be of interest to you at the time that you went and searched on. Yeah. I do that kind of stuff all the time. And that's, you know, with the mastering, I agree. And I am in the same scenario where I'm working on something that's in context and I, I have an idea and I want to explore it. And so I go look mm -hmm. and see if anybody else has talked about that before. Right. And how they might have looked at it to give me ideas of how I might look at it, you know, with the gear and and uh, uh, stuff that I've got. You know, it may not be the same yeah. as theirs, but maybe I can work a same technique in some way and get where I'm trying to get with it. So, yeah, definitely there's contextual stuff going on all the right. time, all the time, you know. All the time. Yeah, I agree. But I was going to ask listeners if uh, what training resources do you use whether it be for your instrument or vocals or your mixing and mastering what uh what type of resources do you use and what do you enjoy yeah we would really love to hear what you use and um what your experiences are and whether you recommend stuff or not um yeah let us know in the comments let us know on social what your experience is and how you go about learning online or in person awesome that was a good talk Love our talks. <laughs> you too. That's funny. It's, we keep talking after we stop recording. And sometimes I'm like, wow, we should have recorded that too. But <laughs> And I'm always like, Matt's going, man, we should have kept the record button. <laughs> but I guess there you have it. Yeah, I think that was a good talk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, enjoy the rest of your Saturday. You do the enjoy same. Enjoy the rest of whatever day it is, listener. <laughs> yeah, listeners, thank you so much for listening and enjoy your week. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>